Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the IR Juniors podcast. My name is Dan, I'm from the education team at IR Juniors, and today we're going to be bringing you an interview with three of the founders of IR Juniors. This is a really insightful discussion between Chris and three brilliant guests where we learn about how IR Juniors came about and the process of growing it to what it is today. I hope you enjoy it. So we've got guests from all over the world this evening. Niall Burke is calling in from Las Vegas. Indrajit from Reading or Oxford, I'm not quite sure. And Sachin Modi, all the way from London, I believe. So. Indrajit, do you want to take the stage and say a few words about how you came up with this idea to start IR Juniors? Yeah, of course. And thanks for the introduction, Chris. So as you mentioned, my name's Indra and I'm currently a trainee on the Oxford scheme. So yeah, myself, Sachin, Niall and Naveen were kind of the main starters for IR Juniors. And we we never really meant for it to <laughs> to start as all great origin stories begin. So initially, IR Juniors was meant to just be a couple of web pages. So how it started, and, and Sachin and Niall, feel free to correct me if any of this is embellished or incorrect. <laughs> so I was actually on my taster week at the beginning of F1. And during that time, I was trying to find resources that are relevant for my taster week and IR, because that was the bit that I was interested in at the time so during that time it was very difficult to find dedicated resources and like a dedicated web page talking about careers in IR I think most of them were focused on radiology in general but didn't really highlight the specific pathways for interventional radiology and so it was kind of a IR room discussions with some of the fellows and consultants there at the time and I, I float this idea that actually it'd be great to have a dedicated resource and I know that the American Society have a few web pages for their medical students who are doing electives and who are considering a career in IR so there's really the feeling that there should be something that's UK specific for that and so initially I floated the idea and like all great ideas you pitch it everyone else says yeah it's a great idea and then it stops there so I wanted to show them what what this would look like. So um, I know that a friend of mine has made web pages on Wix before. Now, I can't code, so I was never going to make a website there and then. But I kind of used the free templates on Wix to make a couple of mock-up web pages. And as usual, got absolutely carried away with this. I remember I stayed up till like 3 a.m. just dragging like just putting in blocks of text that only ended up being like three or four web pages and just to show the seniors what what a website might look like because it hadn't almost existed before but the next morning I went into that taster week and I showed them and they were like yeah this is great why don't you just publish this as a website and he paused for a second because it didn't even occur to me that that was a possibility yeah and uh, then he's then they said if you really want i'll pay for it i don't really care just you need to publish this because it's it's new and novel and no one's done it before i know a couple of guys who are really keen on ir who might be interested in contributing to this as well i'll put you in touch so that's how i got put in touch with the rest of the guys and then we ended 
we just hit publish <laughs> and it was live. And everything from then has really been an iteration of that. But I'll let Sachin and Al fill in the rest of the pieces of that. So Indra and I actually went to med school together. So that's where we initially met and then developed an interest in radiology at the same time and went through that process together. And it was when he had a chat with one of the consultants and he, he put us in contact with Niall and Naveen that the four of us got together and tried to progress this idea of starting this IR Juniors concept. And from there, it's really taken off and has grown to more than what we would have imagined four years ago now. It's crazy how quickly that time's gone. And I think what we've been surprised by is how engaged everyone, like medical students and juniors, have been with the concept that we've put out there. As Indra said, we've kind of thought that this would just be like a small project, but it's been great to see how engaged medical students and juniors have been over the last few years. Niall, anything you wanted to add? Yeah, so I guess where where I came into all of this was at the time, back in 2018, I was up in Edinburgh in medical school and, and Greg Macris, who was the the trainee lead for the BSIR, and I was medical student rep on the BSIRT committee at the time. So I was chatting to Greg at one stage and asked him to come up and speak about IR and that at, our, at that event. Um, and that was in the April. And a few months after that, we kind of kept in contact, obviously, on the BSIRT committee meetings. And actually, in preparation for, for this, I kind of had a look back to see when we were first put in contact, which was, I think, August 2019. I was looking back at the first messages that we ever sent to each other. I think it was around that time anyway. And I think Indra had kind of reached out. Obviously, Indra and Sash knew each other and, and had, they had been in touch with, with Naveen as well. But this was the, the first time we kind of spoke together and, and we were kind of laying out, I guess, our plans for what we thought this this project could be. And obviously the website was going to be a big part of it, but it was it was kind of an, also that idea that we could maybe develop a community. Just feeling that that junior and pre-trainee audience had been neglected and, and you know, similar to, to what we had been seeing in the US, there, there was, you know, a massively growing kind of interest there amongst medical students and, and, and junior doctors, I guess, who were, who were thinking about radiology and these interest groups. Things just seemed to be exploding over there. And, and we felt like, you know, we were as interested as those people. So, um, yeah, we, we ended up, we were chatting about, I, I mean, even in those initial messages, it's funny to just to see where we've come now, like after the, after those, those four years that, you know, there was this kind of hint as well that obviously the BSIR have, have done great things through the years in terms of that. And the training community has been great, but we, we felt at the time that medical students and junior doctors, again, pre-trainee junior doctors, we're not really getting the attention that they should have from the BSIR. So we were like trying our best. And me as a medical student rep and a foundation rep after that and, and Indra at Satch as well, we were trying to kind of give that input, but it was it was often very difficult. And I think that's that's w- why our advisors at the time kind of were saying that sometimes you just kind of have to take these things head on and, and just kind of develop a project yourself. Even if down the line, the opportunity might arise then for us to get involved with the BSIR and obviously the the rest is is history in terms of that now because obviously we we now have that that affiliation with the BSIR. So I think that that was I guess my route into it. It was classically enough through that that the event I'm very passionate about up in Edinburgh called Rise that I started back in the day, and it was Greg coming along to that, and then yeah, that's how we were put in contact with 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 Indra Satch and, and Naveen at the at the time. So yeah, well, that's that's my route into it, I guess. 
think there's one other person to mention who we haven't yet, and it's Yuan Zhu, because he set up the Nurse Conference, which is the National IR Symposium. It was the first one in England, like first national conference to run. And that almost predated IR Juniors, but um, he really paved the way for it because um, that was the forum in which people could come and talk about IR, but that was aimed at medical students and junior doctors. I think the one other person as well who probably should get a mention, and, and it was when I was down, the RCR used to, I think they still organize an undergraduate radiology society day down in the their kind of headquarters in London. And I went down just having kind of been involved with the Edinburgh University Radiology Society. And I met Jim Zahn at the time, and he was also an Edinburgh graduate. And he was really interested to see that the Edinburgh University Radiology Society had kind of been up and running again. And he had moved to Leeds at the time to start his radiology training. But he was at that time kind of kept in contact with me and, and again, had, had always been and still is a great source of advice, both for me. And then as we went on, he, he then went on to become the the chairperson of the BSIRT then after Gregory. So there was, there was that kind of transition as well. He's, he's been quite influential and is still one of our advisors and close advisors and has helped, I guess, the, the IR Juniors project greatly and, and I guess also all at, at different points and, and different parts of this project that have taken off. So what would you say has been your biggest inspiration in, in terms of executing this? Like from, from an outsider's perspective, it looks like it has been one smooth ride from idea to actually executing, but I'm sure there were numerous road bumps along the way. I think for me, it wasn't any one particular incident that inspired me to do it. I think it was kind of having a group of like-minded people coming together and working together that kind of spurred me on to do this sort of project, really, working with Indra, Niall, Naveen, and we all having that sort of similar mindset to, and, and similar aims of what we wanted to achieve. And for me personally, like, or I think for most people, you don't have a huge idea of what IR is as a medical student. And so this was one way to get more exposure to IR for, for me personally as well. So um, I think that was kind of what spurred me on working with these guys and, and learning more about IR and, and raising awareness of it for, for, again, other people in a similar position. But yeah good to hear what you guys think as well yeah so i think ultimately it was it's all about the people and i, I did have a think about this and I, I i think i can pinpoint one factor that was really really crucial and i think it was the fact that we had a healthy and fast way to resolve any disagreements we had i think that was really really important we were all on the same page and had a common mission and i think that made it so easy because we weren't we weren't fighting with different values or different anything so that that just made it so easy and you know of course there are always things when people have different points of view or want to do things a different way but I don't at least internally amongst our team I don't think that was a limiting factor where perhaps a lot of times when you start a new project that you know it's it's rarely the idea that causes the issue usually it's about the the people you work with and Keep, and almost like keeping the motivation as well because there are times when say for example you know one of us didn't want to do something and the others kind of kept our motivation and vice versa and at different points throughout the timeline I think all of us stepped up to that role so I think those attitudes and those kind of dynamics are really really important and it just wouldn't have worked without that so I think for me like 
that was absolutely critical in, in getting this up and running. Yeah, I, I think we were we were very lucky in the in the group that we put together, and obviously there was probably a bit of thinking behind that in terms of the the people putting us in contact with each other, and that we were quite engaged and maybe active in different ways in our own areas. I think in terms of, yeah, it's it's interesting question as well that, that Chris asked and that it looked smoothly from the outside because at times it didn't feel like that at all from the inside. And I guess that's all part of the, the process as well. But, you know, we, there was a lot, a good bit of back and forth at different points as to kind of setting realistic goals and and even things like the the name that we ended up going with, like IR Juniors, there was a good bit of discussion around that. Again, this, this is kind of the main the main reason I'm talking about this is because I was looking back at those messages again and this kind of, you know, a little bit of back and forth as to what we should call this and, and you know, what, what what are we aiming for here? So that, that was back and forth, but very healthy. And again, as Indra said, it was kind of that kind of means of communication and we were open with each other if we really felt like something, you know, didn't didn't suit or didn't fit with, with what we were going for. And we kind of were able to, to have those discussions at the time. I think in terms of inspiration, obviously, you know, it, it probably wouldn't be fair to me not to say that it, obviously the guys have been a, a massive inspiration. We've inspired each other to keep going. But I think the the American model, I think, again, is the, the other thing that we were quite inspired by, particularly the SIR, their RFS as well, and, and that, that that had kind of been set up at the time. And I, I remember around the end of 2019, I was heading to Cersei, in Barcelona, and and we had been put in contact with people like Shantanu. He was one of the founding members of the, of the RFS over in the US. And I remember I kind of met up met up with them and had a little bit of a chat about that website and all the resources that they had put together. I think we just kind of knew that there, there was likely to be this kind of snowballing effect of of interest in in the UK coming. And actually, kind of if we were slightly ahead of ahead of the game there with getting this this kind of infrastructure together, that it could it would stand to us. And obviously. The, the main thing being that it would provide those opportunities for people down the line to demonstrate their interests and find out more about IR, which which I hope, I think, you know, I think we have done really over the last few years. And, and that's not just down to us. That's that's kind of being surrounded by the right people and thankfully being able to recruit some really, you know, interested and motivated people along as well. Yeah, I'd echo what Nile said about the RFS. Actually, a couple of months before we started IR Juniors, I'd met, Dr. Vatican Cherry in the US and he's one of the he's an IR attending in California, but he was instrumental in setting up the RFS. So early on I because I'd met him in like as part of my elective in the in the US, we would ask him about stuff because he had gone through a lot of these same kind of starting issues when he set up the RFS. So the fact that we had him, his input and his inspiration as well really paved the way it made it so much easier because we were kind of a lot of stuff we were doing had already been done so that that just really helped you know listening to his experience and if you've ever heard him speak he's a really inspirational guy about you know the future of ir and the clinical model so he is another inspiration as well that helped us get this off the ground just going back to road bumps uh, as we were in that process of kicking everything off obviously that was just as covid was happening so it was kind of a bit of a pivot shift trying to go from thinking about what we could do in terms of in-person meetings and and how we were going to raise awareness of our events in person to then thinking about what we could do in the context of covid so then i think a lot of our attention went on to virtual platforms and online 
versions of what we could do, which led to like the application series events. And I think now you did your Taste IR series virtually that summer as well. So there were a variety of virtual events that were held as a kind of pivot as COVID kind of happened, which was, yeah, I guess what we had to do at the time. Yeah, it sounds as though actually the pandemic may have been such a, a catalyst as well. I remember seeing Taste IR during that summer of 2020, and that was kind of my first exposure to IR Juniors. I was seeing all these things that you guys do online. And yeah, it's, it's great to see the power of technology and the fact that you guys were all distant in the UK, but still made this amazing sort of leap and over the course of quite a short time frame have created a whole community which is now not just uk based but we have people from all over the world now trying to get in touch with our juniors and benefiting from resources as well so on that point what what would you say are some of the proudest things that you've produced through our juniors i think one of the the proudest things is we've we managed to get a big community of other people who are interested and you know, I think this interest has always been there, but I think a lot of people have individually really interested in IR. And when you really put it, it's very simple. All we did was create a website and have regular meetings. If you really want to deconstruct what we've done, but the the power of that has been incredible. I think the fact that we managed through, you know, a lot of luck and a lot of whatever you want to call it, enabled people to express their interest in, in a great way. I mean, it, it's exploding the interest we have for our events now is you know incredible so I, I think seeing a lot of people engaging so well has been really good and also the in-person events I think have been really really good we know we've got now got a main conference we've got one dedicated for research we have one dedicated for hands-on skills and the fact that those are regularly running like every year is just incredible because this wasn't there before and even just looking at other specialties i mean there's not many that do this right and in a short space of time been able to achieve a lot actually so yeah i think that's been really remarkable to be honest i think what was quite nice when we first started was that we all had slightly different interests about different streams of what we wanted to pursue so I think Indra had the website and fellowships idea that he kind of wanted to pursue. And I was more interested in the education and career side. And now I was looking at more the conferences and whatnot, which allowed us to kind of explore different areas that we were all interested in. And so what we've done in terms of the IR side of things, but also in terms of there's been other less specific IR related events, including radiology applications and general radiology teaching as well i think has all been part of that i suppose what what this has all given you a chance to do as well is just express yourselves in a way that most doctors and medical students are often too busy and too yeah too focused to start learning other skills like web design and you know how how do i go about organizing a conference and contacting people from industry these are the sorts of things you you just never learn until you just do them and so to have a, a purpose in a vehicle to do that must have been really empowering. I think the the vehicle is 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 an interesting take on it, and I know Indra's kind of mentioned that as well. Because I felt personally at, at times, particularly when you're dealing with different societies and, and organizations, that sometimes if you're you're kind of doing it 
a little bit single-handedly that people can start to question your motives a little bit like as if it's kind of you know that there's ulterior motives here behind it or that you're kind of out to do it for yourself despite the fact that you know you might have the best motivations in the world but I think that was the the shift change I think for me we were kind of going at it as an organization or as a group of people trying to organize these things it became that bit easier and yeah I don't think like you know if you haven't done a degree in an event you know management or you know uh you know core in the past there's always going to be that bit of a steep learning curve and I think that was something I guess that I I had kind of run at two events at, at this stage just kind of but again it, it, the first one was shocking it was really really it was a really bad event but it's like it's almost that you kind of need to do those in order to you know then try what the the next step is to kind of make you know build on the quality and I think thing for us all and I'm very proud of of what we've achieved together but I'm also very proud that we've we've kind of kept a, a good level of quality control here as well all the way through and made sure that actually the output from whatever we've done whether it's been kind of the the event swing and all the webinars that we did at the time through to the you know to the research stuff and the, and the education the webinars about applications that it's been great to have equally kind of quality focused people to work with and I think that's what we've focused on in recruitment as well that we've we wanted to make sure that we have people who have that same attention to detail that we had when we started. Um, and, and, you know, it's not possible for us to be as heavily involved going forward, but we kind of want to make sure that that is something that kind of continues in IR juniors uh, uh, and that we kind of at least have instilled that into the, into the, the organization. Yeah, I definitely echo that focus on quality. That's something that we've always maintained throughout that. And really responding to feedback is, is critical feedback and, almost like data analytics as well. And I'm sure Niall and Sachin, you guys saw during our early days, all my spreadsheets on the Google Drive and you know, almost to the point of obsessiveness, but I made sure that we knew exactly what we were doing, right? So when we did the webinars, we knew how to, you know, engage medical students and junior doctors. We knew how many people would attend and, and having those numbers and really looking at every single piece of feedback and, you know, always thinking how can we make this better is a really important attitude and I think not only that but we continued that even when um, it, the easy thing would have been to ignore it if, if that made sense so that that focus on ensuring that the quality is there while also trying to put out a high volume I think that's something we managed to do quite well because it's very easy to fall one way or another you, you don't want to be too much of a perfectionist because we never do anything but then equally, you don't just want to pump out loads of things that are low quality because that that's not a good, it's not a good look. It's not a good effective way to, to create something long term. So we we luckily got that balance right. I guess it could have gone another way. You never know. But, but and yeah. it's, it's a bit of just just to come in there. I think it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a balance then because you can get over focused on quality and, and, and kind of as, as, as Indra was saying, like, the perfectionist inside you can be like well we're we know now how to do this really well let's stick with that and not kind of try something new and i think getting the balance of doing new stuff versus ensuring that your existing things are you know being delivered is quite important and i'm going to make up this rule and this is in no way science backed but it's very observational <laughs> i think at the start you've probably got to be 80 percent new and 20 percent standard because you're establishing something new and you're trying to make that launch but once you're kind of a bit more established then it probably becomes closer to the reverse where 
the majority of what you do are just maintaining the good quality stuff you've already done, while that maybe 20% is kind of new ideas and you're probably somewhere closer towards that end. Going back to your question about did anything in, inspire you, I'm going to, I think one thing that we almost inadvertently did, but then maybe a bit later purposefully, is adopt the lean startup method, which is not to be a perfectionist, but get your minimum viable product out there and then get feedback on it. We did that initially just naturally. But then a year later, I happened to read that book and I was like, oh, okay, we've kind of been doing this. So maybe we can call it the IR Juniors method from now on. But <laughs> but a lot of those elements is what we did. And it almost did run like a startup. So it was a startup in a way. So... I think a lot of that methodology was in there. That's so interesting to hear because when you look at this, it looks very much like a startup business and maybe once you've exited the committee and now are advisors, then that's kind of your exit to, you know, say a, a smaller company comes along and then sells to, out to Google or Microsoft or goes public on the stock exchange. That was BSAR coming into to say oh you've done a good job here and we'll we'll affiliate with you and yeah take you on board so having gone through the process of creating ir juniors and building it to what it is today do you have any thoughts about radiology education and especially interventional radiology education at undergraduate and foundation level and any ideas about where you think ir juniors fits into that and will fit into that in the future well i i think it currently plays a massive role to be honest with you because there's very little Around the country, there's very little actual radiology education and IR education kind of happening in the in the undergraduate curriculum. So, um, if people are suitably interested and want to find out more, then they can kind of you know go on to the the range of webinars that are available on on Medall and YouTube and obviously the website and that. But it's it's not it shouldn't be an if you're interested. I think and that there needs to be this shift. And I think it's it's a slower process because you know it's it's going to take longer. But I think we we're getting there in terms of even if you look at you know the, the passionate and interested people we have on IR juniors now what we need is those people to kind of continue to move on and go into their careers and be interested in education as registrars and consultants and try and get more involved as as a uni- I guess a university level locally and get more involved in teaching because I don't think it's going to change really unless we have unless you kind of get that kind of buy-in from the clinicians on the ground you have to you know be in there and involved and fight for that space in in the curriculum which is is it's very kind of pocketed around the countries there's obviously great examples you know Leeds being one where students will rotate through radiology rotation but that it just doesn't happen everywhere and i think it's it's kind of it's not going to happen everywhere you can advocate for it and you can kind of release you know ir curricula and radiology curricula but in order to get somebody to kind of implement it i think we you need to kind of get those people on the ground and i guess foundation wise that's kind of part of the same struggle and there's good examples around the country where you can do radiology f1 and f2 jobs but um again it's it's until you have passionate educators who are radiologists and interventional radiologists actually working and kind of pushing to get these posts in place um around the country and that's not to take i'm not at all taking away from the the efforts that have gone on because there are some brilliant examples but it's it's what we need is a more uniform approach and that's the great thing about 
this project, the, the IR Juniors one, is that we, we do have a, a great team around the country. It's kind of to keep building on that going forward. I guess that'll be one of the big missions. It is just one piece of the puzzle. Like radiology is no longer in the shadows, right? It, every patient interacts with the radiology department. 10% of people have an interaction with the IR department. It is crucial for modern healthcare, and it's just not reflected in the medical school curricula. And, you know, there are lots of historical and more like more recent reasons why that's the case but i agree like it, it shouldn't just be for people who are really interested and have that intrinsic motivation to find out more and i think ir junior's role is to keep producing the content but also um improving that engagement and le- and pushing other societies to do that as well for example like the college the everyone else really so yeah we are just one part of the bigger effort but quite an important one and perhaps or maybe even the initial spark to drive that change yeah i would kind of just echo what you guys have said as well i think it kind of has to come in at an early stage or at least people or students be made aware of ir at at an earlier stage ir and radiology that is i think for most of us personally would would say that at med school the exposure to ir specifically is quite limited again quite variable depending on where you go but for me personally, it was quite limited. And so I think having a specific IR block or in- integrating it into some form of the curriculum at medical school is probably the place to start just so people are more aware of it as a specialty. And hopefully over the, the coming years, that, that's something that will be incorporated. So looking forwards, now that you guys are radiology registrars, you've got this experience behind you, but you know, is it ongoing? What sort of projects are you working on now that are separate to your training? And do you have any any sort of exciting things going on? So I think alongside the IR juniors, the the, the research component of it, which is the Unite Collaborative, has kind of taken off as well, which is basically conducting research or IR research through through multi-centre audits. So that's one thing that we've kind of been involved in and, and are continuing to pursue alongside the IR juniors and there's been a few projects and if you are interested in IR research it's definitely worth checking out online I think there's a link on the IR juniors website as well so that's one thing that we've been looking into um, and have been pursuing alongside our training and IR juniors and Indra and if you wanted to add anything more about Unite. No that, that's pretty much it. I think one of my interests in particular is the innovation side because I think that's just so critical like you know in, interventional radiology as a specialty is unique in a way that the whole specialty or a lot of it has a lot of de, you know new device design and all sorts of other things and the industry kind of links with the specialty are well I honestly good but then also there is a lot of interaction between you know, everyday interventional radiologists and industry and there's a lot of back and forth. And that that's a paradigm which I think is very interesting because it's not there in a lot of specialties. And a career that involves innovation of some kind is really, really possible as a practicing interventional radiologist. Or at least I like to think it is. So that's something that I want to explore a bit more because I, I think that's not been explored to its fullest just yet. I, th- I think globally, not just in IR, there's a big I think lots of doctors are exploring that, you know, how how do I innovate? How do I, what is the process of developing new technology? And so I think in the future, that's something that I definitely want to explore a little bit. 
exactly what that looks like i don't know yet so you can ask me in a few years maybe i'll have an answer for you but i think i want to expand my education that little bit and just figure out how to do that while still being a practicing interventional radiologist because i think there are a lot of potential career avenues in that so that's kind of i think an avenue that's somewhere in the future for me research as well is so so important i think it's underdeveloped in the uk and part of the unite collaborative is to make ir a bit more academic than it has been historically um and you know that's partly linked with the innovation but it's also slightly different i guess you can say like academia is about generating new knowledge and evidence whereas innovation is kind of developing a new new way to do things so they're similar but different but yeah, those are kind of the avenues that I'm hoping to explore in, in the future. So do you guys have anything else to add or should we wrap there? I think that's everything from my point of view. Should we try and finish on like a really inspiring and positive note? Maybe like just some avenues on how people can action and like really get involved in and if they say not that we haven't covered that before already, but I think just if you have good intentions and you want to do something, just do it. Like realistically, there are going to be some people who agree with you and some people who don't. You just need to find the people who agree with you and are willing to endorse for you, right? But I think the key part of that sentence is doing it for the right reasons, right? You, you If you're doing something because you genuinely think it needs to be done and either the world or someone needs it and, you know, there are going to be people who would give you resistance. It doesn't matter. Just find the person who agrees with you and just do it and it's fine. It will work itself out. You might fail, like who cares? Statistically, most things are going to fail. But if you always worried about the result, you never do anything in life because statistically everything or most things fail. So um, if you let that stop you, then you literally wouldn't do anything. Like, you know, and you, and most medics have done this from day one, right? If someone told you, actually, you've only got a 10% chance of getting into medical school, you did it anyway, right? So that attitude, which you had at 18... There's no point, we'll try not to stop it. And I know there's lots of other influences in life, but always think back, like you are someone who has that attitude inside you because you got into medical school. So don't let that wane away because it's the very reason you're here. So just, just remember that. That was very uplifting. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Indra, Satch and Niall. Thank you for setting up IR Genius and thank you for coming along this evening to tell us all about it. I hope everyone listening has, has enjoyed this episode. Hopefully we've got a lot more to come down the pipeline, so keep your eyes peeled for more IR Genius content. <laughs>